Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Pastors of Payne County. I'm Father Brian O'Brien, joined here by... Me, Father Gary Wakulich. We are the pastors of the two Catholic churches here in Stillwater, Oklahoma. I'm at St. Francis Xavier on 711 North Country Club. Where are you, Father Kerry? Well, if you kick a long field goal, which I hope we do a little more this year, uh, you would hit the roof of my church. Nice. So you're right, right, right by, uh, right by Boone Pickens right Stadium. Right by Boone Pickens. They're in my shadows. Yeah. They are in your shadows. I like that. Yeah, we, well, at least during this time you of the year, the shadow, shadow casts north with the, I like the sun going down. Well, exciting news here in Stillwater. We've, uh, we've changed. If you didn't know, so this is a radio show and a podcast. No one knows. There's no one listening. People know. Uh, there was a girl at Mass last night who subscribed to the podcast. Really? Yes. We were talking about it. You know, we were talking to students. And asking them for uh, interesting topics, oh. <laughs> and she pulled out her phone. She was like, "You have a podcast," and I and I, after rolling my eyes and thinking, "Come on, we've been on the air since the spring." Doesn't everybody know? And we're in, you know, we're over twenty episodes. Anyway, and she pulled out her phone and subscribed. Yes, another. That's s- more money for us. No, it's not. <laughs> Another but person tricked. Another, another <laughs> into, person who will waste 30 minutes each week listening to a us. Valuable time. They could, have, they could have done something else more incredible with their life. Uh, more interesting that, than that was, we, you know, we asked these students for uh, some suggestions. Like, what was, you know, what should we talk about? And we have a whole big list. Father, if you didn't know that, Father Carey and I have a, we have kind of a whole list. I mean, we're good for years of topics, but, you know, we want to keep it timely and interesting mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. keep, you know, what's on the minds of my parishioners, what's on the minds of the college students at OSU. Anyway, and the the uh, one suggestion was, oh, do a show on veganism. <laughs> uh, I, I was trying to be polite. I like, I eat vegans. Cows. Cows are vegan, right? I uh, Goats. Goats are vegan. Chickens. So chickens are vegan. This, this show will not be about <laughs> veganism, uh, but maybe we'll get there at some point. Maybe we'll show on the environment or... Uh, you know, uh, healthy, eating. healthy, di- I don't know. healthy diet. Exactly the model of that, but yeah. But anyway, we are. Um, so interestingly, we have a new show time on Sunday mornings. So this is a podcast which is available on iTunes and Spotify. That's how most people, I think, are listening to it. Yeah. We're also on the Oklahoma Catholic Broadcasting Network across the state of Oklahoma on Catholic radio stations. Not in Stillwater. There's no Catholic so, radio. So in not across the state of Oklahoma. There are many stations, I don't know, 10, 12, 14 okay. Catholic radio stations across Oklahoma. Uh-huh. We are on that on Wednesday afternoons at 3.30. Yeah. Then here in Stillwater, where it all goes down, the we're on, on Sunday mornings on Pete 94.3 and AM 780. We were on at 10. Now we're on, no, we were on at 10.30. We're now on at 9.30. And we decided to make that switch because here's what happens. We also broadcast the Mass on Sunday mornings for people who aren't able to come to Mass, from people just driving through mm-hmm. as an evangelization tool to reach new people who may not have heard of the Catholic Church or have never been to Mass. So what happens is we record Saturday night, 5 o'clock. We have a Saturday night, 5 o'clock Mass. We typically record that, edit it, and and then it, and then it broadcasts. But sometimes we're not able to do that. And so sometimes we have to record the 8.30 mass for a 9.30 broadcast. And that was not, that was, that was tough. That was tough to do. Yeah. So the podcast is now on at 9.30 on Sunday mornings. 
And then the mass on 94.3 and AM 780 comes on at 10. So if you come to the 830 mass at St. Francis Xavier, which I hope you do, that's our largest mass of the of the weekend. You can leave mass and go eat, have coffee and donuts and visit with your friends, or your kids can go to religious education, uh-huh. or you can come and, and do some of our adult formation classes, or, or you can just get in your car, turn on the radio, and listen to the Pete sweet sounds FM. of your priests. Sweet, <laughs> sweet sounds? I mean, it depends. To our moms. Maybe to others, we're, we're like nails on a chalkboard. But then you can just turn the channel or not subscribe. Sweet sound. I mean, I think we're, I think we're, we're sweet sounding. Oh, okay. At least your mom says Maybe that. we should talk like this. I thought you weren't supposed to sing. No, you're not supposed Dude, to sing. Dude, you just sang. You owe me some fa. So, get some. Father Kerry, uh, here, in, here in Oklahoma and across the nation, we just had uh, an election. Yep. Um, I voted. So, congrats. I voted. I voted. I voted early. Man, people, I'm telling you, stop. In, oh, people of Oklahoma, stop with the voting on election day, right? I mean, I'm well, not telling you not to are vote. Are you anti-American? No, I'm telling you, voting early. Did you just say not go to election voting day? Voting early is the greatest thing ever. I've been here since January. I voted three times in d- different elections here. Uh-huh. I vote on Thursday at the Payne County Election Board, and it is the greatest thing. Where, where is the Payne County Election Board? It's for at Sixth and Duck. It's okay. It's it's in the Payne County Administration Building, okay. second floor. Mm-hmm. You walk in. It's no line. I mean, no line. There was like a little. You don't have of a to line. show your ID. I mean, yes, oh. you have to do all the things you have to do. It's just so much better because they have early voting Thursday and Friday and Saturday, and then or you can vote on regular. I voted day. on American Wave Flag Day election. All day. right, fine. Okay, I, hey, I'm uh, just uh, saying you you like this, uh, you know, political stuff. So tell me, uh, I, do. I do. Tell me, what's the mystery of the Kennedy election in Chicago? There's always something like people were voting from the grave and stuff like that. Oh yeah, no. There's always there's always rumors. I mean, especially back kind of the fifties and sixties, there were rumors of uh, you know vote early, vote often. Yeah, yeah. I use that joke when I left the voting poll at uh, first press. I use that when I uh, when when uh, we're electing a new pope. (laughs) When uh, no, so just the idea that especially like in big cities that kind of had these like you know sort of political machines going on, they would. Yeah, dead people would would be voting <laughs> really magically, or people would you know you registered in two different places so you can vote and then nobody would check. These days, that's a lot harder to do because we're we have modern technology to check ourselves. Check, yourself. but anyway. So congratulations to all those who won, uh, and now you know. Go on do, and do some do great, something. Do, do something do, good. Do something good on, for people. our country. It's an awesome. Yeah. We, have a, we have the best country on the planet. Protect, protect the rights of the unborn, and basically just do everything that the Catholic Church wants, <laughs> and you'll be fine. <laughs> and you'll right? be fine. We have a robust, a robust uh, social Catholic social teaching that oh, yeah. all of you elected officials at whatever level you should engage. And if you want to know more about it, if you're an elected Rerum official, Navarum. and you want to know more about it, you call us. And we'll tell you about it. Yeah, well, uh, Pius the Ninth wrote Rerum Novarum we'll based on the books. In, yeah, John Paul the Second, dignity of workers. Yes, and the mm. unborn, and the imprisoned, prisoners, and anyway. immigrants, and but the unemployed, but, and but we digress. And veterans, but we digress. We take care of veterans exactly. Too. Well, today is Veterans Day. So, the, so Sunday, Sunday, November eleventh. Yeah, Armistice Day. You know it. Oh, you know the it. end to Veterans Day. Thank yeah. you to all those veterans out there. 
Yeah, we, we were, I was on campus the other day walking around and uh, the the one of the one of the uh, cops on the bike was riding through campus and we were discussing Veterans Day. And you were he, on the back with your arms around. Him. <laughs> I was uh, I was in a sidecar. <laughs> Two of us. That's a, they. Uh, OSU needs money for the police force, so now they're doing rickshaws for the police. Uh, no, they're not. But that would be really. You were awesome. on a motorcycle ride along. <laughs> so he just said, "I, I said, what I'm is just our- picturing that of you just." With your arms around. Sitting on the basket, holding on to yeah. his taser in one hand, pistol in the other, just holding on as I ride along. And so we were discussing Armistice Day, like the end of World War One, And I was like, when is that? When is Veterans Day? And he says, and he just throws up fingers. And I was like, is he piecing? And he goes, he goes, 11-11, yep. the end to the Great War. And then he stopped and we chatted for like, Oh, 15 he minutes. was a veteran. This police officer. I don't. I don't remember. Oh, I don't remember. Seems like he knows a lot. Well, he he was he loves history. Oh. I guess, and so he we were just uh, discussing Armistice Day and the end of World War One. And you gotta love college where you can just walk around and talk about Armistice Day or talk about anything. Or talk about anything, and you'll find someone who likes it. So, Father Kerry, you're a veteran. I I am. So when cheers. you can, uh, the personal question, mm-hmm. uh, how does this work when a priest? I mean, you you were you were in the Air Force before you were a priest, mm-hmm. but like when you die, what's hap- What happens? Like, do you get do you get military honors at your funeral? You can, you can. Uh, you we're can, gonna play taps at the cemetery. Uh huh. They they also give you a flag. Yeah. And they present it to in, in cases they present, present it to, it to the family. spouse. Yeah. Or family, so or they'll something. present it to the church. They'll do my bride, spouse. the church. They'll yeah. walk, they'll walk up to Holy Family Cathedral and just like they on the behalf of a grateful bishop. nation, thank you, <laughs> and hand it, hand it to the Pope. Or. Yeah. The, so uh, yeah, every veteran has the has the opportunity. So that's to your life option. Life. That's my option. Your I can option. do it. But you, you know, gonna when, do when that? you do, do you f- have that in your funeral when you do plans? A fu- no, I don't. Because when you do funeral mm-hmm. plans, you uh, for like I've done veterans' funerals where we lay the flag. Yeah, but in in the in the church when you baptize uh, when you uh, bury a baptized Catholic, you put the pall on the coffin, which is to remind them right. of their their baptism. So the big white uh, garment is laid across there, and so you can't it's you can't mix the two together. Yeah, so we don't. Yeah, so we don't do uh, when a veteran is buried in the church. We reserve the. The uh, patriotic symbols mm-hmm. for outside the church, not because the church is, you know, we're not, ag- you know, we're not against America, anti-America, but the religious symbol in our in our mind, the religious symbols are over and above the whatever country whatever you're born country, in. That your you're faith, headed, to, your faith, yeah, yeah, God, country. You're headed towards a new kingdom, God, country, Notre which Dame. is the kingdom of God, and that's what you've been. That's what you've been planning your whole life for is entrance into yeah. the kingdom of God. So then, when the when the coffin comes out, then the symbols, the American flag, would be placed, and at the cemetery, yeah, exactly, the flag would be placed. That's a beautiful. That's and a they uh, and they play taps, but most people can't play taps anymore because they they can't play the trumpet. Yeah, they just use so they that use electronic. Yeah. Uh, I've seen that. I my very first funeral I did of a veteran. We we. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that there were going to be uh, dudes from the army there to bury the guy. So I went on about the whole business of the funeral, of the burial, and it's like, you know, 25 minutes later, they do the the flag and taps and do all that. And I thought, then I asked the guys afterwards, like, hey, where are you guys stationed? Now, mind you, this was southeast Oklahoma. They had driven three 
hours. How Love beautiful it. it is. Yeah. They drove three hours to bury a, uh, a veteran. They were National Guard guys. Wow. And this was one of their things that they wow. did. Drove three hours. So three hours, they stood around for 20 minutes, and then they drove home. So every funeral I've done since then, we always do the, the taps and the flag yep. and the presentation of the flag yep. at the uh, at the beginning of the funeral so those guys can like oh, get back on the road. you do it at the beginning? I do it at the oh, beginning. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've never seen that. You're weird. Okay. <laughs> um, well, didn't you say that the other day? What? Yeah, when I was out fishing and you were standing next to me you were, you were, and, you, and you looked at me and you goes, why are you the why, way you why are? Why are you the way you I was, are? <laughs> I, was bare, I was barefoot fishing <laughs> on the we side were, of a pond. We were, uh, we were, yeah, we had our day off. We were out in uh, Coyle. Coal. Coal. C-O-Y-L-E, Coyle, Oklahoma, a little, little town next to uh, Stillwater. And we were borrowing somebody's pond. and Yeah, there was a bunch of us you were all, up. Yeah, you were decked out, man. <laughs> you were. That was a good fire, You were looking too. country. Oh, you're looking pretty I country. I love fishing. I love fishing. Okay, so now why? So Veterans Day, uh-huh. uh, November 11th. Why? What is the deal with? Uh, so just help me out. Help me out. Uh, Jesus says, "Jesus said, blessed are, blessed are the peacemakers." Mm-hmm. Uh, why then would a Catholic be in the military? How did you, let's talk, per, I guess, maybe personally. How did you, you're a Catholic. You've always been yep. a Catholic since uh-huh. the day of your baptism. Yep. My dad How was. did you reconcile um, being a Catholic and being in the military? Well, I went into the, in the military. I, I planned at the age of eight that I wanted to join the Air Force and build hypersonic research planes and work on airplanes and those sort of things. My end goal, also to, to help uh, spread peace throughout the world, to help the poor. Uh, as I learned quickly, as I traveled the world in the military, I mean, we were doing a lot of help for the poor. Uh, on one occasion, you know, not only were we stopping drugs in South and Central America, we were also on another deployment uh, building hospitals in small little villages in the equatorial parts of South America. So I, I was living with a bunch of Marines in a little jungle village in Guyana, and it was a outpost where a bunch of towns converged. Well, towns. Pueblitos. In Spanish, they say ranchitos. Like, they were little bitty ranches of, yeah. like, 50 to 100 people and coming to this larger village of, like, 500, and they could then get their necessities there. So I always saw my service in the military as for the benefit of, uh, of mankind, to help the, help the poor, uh, to defend our nation, to help other nations that are weaker. Because, you know, there's places around the world that get bullied by... Uh, like, you know, Ukraine, for example. My family's Ukrainian. And, yeah, very recently. And, and, and the Russian, the, the Ukrainian Orthodox Church uh, just split from the Russian Orthodox Church in Ukraine. And one of the chief reasons in the background is like, you're occupying us. Yeah. I mean, look at Crimea. They, the Russians came into Crimea, occupied Crimea like they've done for the last several hundred years. I mean, and yeah, so, so, so countries, you can, countries have a right. This is, and this is Catholic morality. Yeah. Um, we ha- we all we all have a right to de- to defend ourselves. That's right. true of individuals. That's true of countries. Yeah, like uh, you and I were talking about the other day about the miracle on the Vistula. It's this battle where uh, uh, what did I say his name was? Uh, Vladimir Vladimir Lenin. Vladimir Lenin in not nineteen 19- no not Lenin. Putin Vladimir Lenin in nineteen twenty. His 
army, his Russian army, with the fall of, we're talking about armistice, with the end of World War I, 1918, Western Europe is decimated. And they call it the miracle on the Vistula because this little bitty Polish army. And Vladimir Lenin marches through and they get to the river in Warsaw. And on August 15th, on the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, I mean, they are praying, praying, praying. Like, let's not, let us, Lord, not get destroyed. Help us. And bam, the Russian army is turned back. And Vladimir Lenin basically sits on the border of Poland, resenting them for, (laughs) well, Mm. guess what? September 1st, 1939, the Nazis invade. But each country has a little legitimate right to yeah. uh, to defend themselves, yeah. and so there's always, I think, this turmoil that goes on amongst Christians as to should we do this or should we not? Should we enter into engagement? Should we enter into warfare? How are we helping the poor? How are we helping these people out? I remember when I was a, a graduate student at Notre Dame, there was a kind of a kind of a debate on campus that Notre Dame has a very active uh, ROTC mm-hmm. as do many universities I mean so OSU yeah. has one you have I mean, a lot They're of right across the street we have a lot of students, students have yeah. I saw them out kind of drilling out on um, where were they on McElroy yeah. kind of out as I was on my way to church yesterday and uh, but but the the specific thing at Notre Dame was as a as a Catholic university right um, and people were being critical of Notre Dame like why as a Catholic university why are you supporting the military. Why are you? So, why do you have? Why does a Catholic university have an ROTC program? Jesus says, "Blessed are the peacemakers." Why are Why are you participating in the act of war? And I remember a priest uh, who I knew well, and 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 basically he said, "You know, we're trying. Yes, we want the ideal. The ideal is that there would be no war. Your kingdom come, Lord. You know, the idea. The ideal would be. But he said, you know, but we live, we live in the world. We live in the world where there are bad right. people." Where there are uh, countries who, you know, so he said, so as a as a Catholic university, there's gonna be a military, right? So don't we want if if there's gonna be a military, don't we want Catholics in it to make it better, right? To 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 allow Catholic teaching to come into those military structures, uh, so that the gospel can be. More widely spread. If if Catholics just said we're not gonna, we're no no Catholics can be in the military, right? The military would be lesser for it, right? Uh, precisely. So I thought that was I thought that was kind of just an interesting way to to kind of come at it. Yeah, there was a list of what time uh, of uh, I was reading a, a list of generals and high ranking officers in the military, and they were all Catholic. The the Michael what is his name Sansor. Uh, there's several congressional recent congressional Medal of Honor winners nice. from Afghanistan and Iraq, yep. and even just in the special operations world, there was a guy who won the congressional Medal of Honor, uh, and a, a devout Catholic. Yeah, very very devout. Well, I know, Catholic. I've I've heard over the years that there, there's a Catholics uh, are are well suited for military service. Yeah, and then military those who men and women who have served in the military. Are also then suited well to be Catholics because we sh- we share some some things in common uh, uh, a a belief in a cause greater than us yeah you know that's Catholicism that's the military uh, an understanding of hierarchy mm-hmm. right that's Catholicism that's how we're structured and that's of course the you know the military so that those that there is a that it's a maybe an easier fit sometimes for a Catholic to be in the military, 
or for someone from the military to then become a Catholic. Okay. What do you think about that? Uh, retweet. Very nice. <laughs> Very, Very nice. nice. So um, one, one kind of recent, that I think uh, maybe a story people should know, is the story of Father Emil Capen. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, tell us, tell us about that. Yeah. But the, the story of it is that, I mean, he's a young man and he goes off to, he's a priest and he goes off to be a uh, army chaplain and gets sent off from a small town in central Kansas. What's that town? Um, not Clonmel. Pilsen. He's from Pilsen. Pilsen, Pilsen, Pilsen Kansas. Kansas. And he goes off to the Korean War, and, and he's known to be a, as a very dedicated uh, priest to his troops. And as they're getting uh, overrun by uh, the North Korean slash Chinese army, he, there's a bunch of wounded laying there. And he stays with them. He stays with this group of wounded wounded men and... And then gets captured, gets captured by this uh, this Chinese North um, North Korean uh, army forces, and then hauled off to a, a yeah, concentration. They marched, yeah, they yeah, had to marched and marched. Miles. Yeah, yeah, and he's carrying people, and dudes are dying on the side of the road, and he's praying with them. And, and then sort of the 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 mystery. Seven months in prison. Really? Yeah. yeah. And it it wasn't it wasn't warm. It wasn't like you know. April through you know October or November, it was the cold part of the years that they were in that uh, sort of POW concentration camp, and he like was miraculous. He would sneak between the bunkers, checking on guys. They were like little box houses. He would sneak between them, pray with guys. He would <laughs> he would steal medical supplies and food and go feed guys and take care of them. And and, and so the reports about him. Uh, yeah, heroic. Yeah, uh, heroic. from the guys that survived were very heroic. There's even some great statues of him. I think there's one in Washington D.C. of Korean War guys walking, and he's like carrying oh, some of nice. them. And that's em- Father Emil Capen. So a couple interesting things about him: he was uh, given the uh, Medal of Honor by President Obama. In April of 2013. Stop. So really? Very recent. I yeah. didn't know that. Very recent. Yeah. So I think his his kind of legend is growing, and rightly so, and thanks be to God. Yeah. Um, his cause for canonization is now open. Uh, so the di- Diocese of Wichita, yeah. where he was from, there's actually a high school there called Cape and Mount Carmel High right. School. Um, the church on uh, the campus of Newman University in Wichita was where he, I guess, I think it was where he was ordained. A priest. Oh, um, is is you know, there's like a plaque there that. Oh, really? Can, Seriously? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, your phone's ringing. Oh, let me get it. Uh, Hello. Uh, there we go. Um, so anyway, if you don't, if you, all you listeners out there, if you don't know the story of Father Emil Capen, K A P A U N, Google it. He's Google a, it, friends. He's a good dude. And check it out. There's another priest who. Oh, I can't remember his name. I read his book years ago, and he was a a Navy chaplain. And he received the Congressional Medal of Honor too. But they like the reports about him is that he would go on patrol with these Marines. And he would come back from patrol, like several days being out in the field, and then go back out with another group, and then come back and then go back out. Wow. And it's as he's anointing guys on the battlefield as bullets are flying, he's out there praying with dudes, absolving their sins, anointing them. Beautiful. And that's what, and he's covering about the front lines. Yeah, Man. he's covering a guy. As he's um, as he's killed. Well, when we went uh, last uh, last year, I guess we went to 
uh, Bishop Muggenberg's ordination in oh, Seattle, yeah. uh, priest of the Diocese of Tulsa, uh, Dan Muggenberg, who's now an auxiliary bishop in Seattle. So we, a bunch of us went out for the ordination. And we got a tour of the USS Nimitz. Oh, that was so cool. 5,000-person uh, aircraft carrier, uh, which was at that time um, uh, harbored, Yeah, I guess. in Anchored? Uh, anchored? I don't know. Um, tied up? It was um, floating. Floating? In, near Seattle. Anyway, so we went there, and a buddy of Father Mike Pratt's was the chaplain on board. I mean, so that was his parish. His parish was the 5,000 men and women of the USS Nimitz. That was and really, it was cool. And it was going out to sea a couple and days they later. Were, they were leaving soon, yeah. It was cool. Yeah, to watch it. Man, oh, man. And to watch it go out to sea. Well, and just even like as he walked around, I remember just of kind of the the interactions that he had with uh, with the soldiers, yeah, uh, with the with the men and women. It was really, it was just really, really cool. So it's, uh, it's Veterans Day. It is. And uh, so thank a veteran. Yeah, give him a today. hug. Did you have other um, veterans in your family? My dad. My dad was a, a nuke missile guy. <laughs> Imagine this. Imagine your family are immigrants from Russia, and you live in the Russian neighborhood on, of New York imagine. City. <laughs> That's what my, my dad, his, his, mother, his father was from Russia. His mother was from Ukraine. And so he is, my dad's really smart and now a retired mechanical engineer. <laughs> and so when he was applying for the Air Force, the FBI showed up in the Russian neighborhood asking questions. And my grandmother was like, uh, what is the FBI doing looking for you? <laughs> I don't know if that's what an old Russian lady sounds, old Ukrainian lady. I think that's close, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's what she sounded like. Wow. Yeah. Very nice. So my dad, me, and then uh, several of my cousins. My, uh, I had a cousin die in uh, Vietnam. And then my cousin Billy was a Marine. He fought in Desert Storm Beautiful. Uh, 1. Uh, I have another cousin, uh, Jimmy Parasso, who is retired Air Force, and his wife. We have, well, there's a lot, there's a lot of immigrants that are veterans. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. it's a it's a path for many people a path out to of, citizenship. At, well, citizenship out of poverty. Yeah, um, it's wonderful. That's wonderful. And then of course here in Stillwater, we have a lot of uh, veterans. I mean, now you have students who are yeah. in uh, our ROTC yeah. at OSU who will leave OSU and go into military. I think of like Anthony Molinar and I know yeah. there's been other guys over the other there's a, there's women a ton over of the them. last couple of years. And then I know at the parish, we have a number of uh, Don McCroskey, Don Lawrence Roy. <laughs> yeah. uh, Don, Don McCroskey gave me a t-shirt that says uh, DD214 alumni, DD214 alumni. DD. It's the paperwork you get when you get out of the air force. Oh. <laughs> when you get out of the military, <laughs> it says alumni. Yeah. You know, the, uh, you know, this is an interesting discussion I always have on campus with students, and I don't know where the uh, thought came from that, like, uh, religion starts all wars. And so I... Oh, you hear that a lot. Yeah. It's bogus. It, it, it is bogus. There's, uh, I was, uh, so based on that, I started actually reading, uh, like, I read a lot of books on, you know, warfare, and I, I still kind of, like, stay connected to what's going on in the military. So I looked up the, uh, the book, The Encyclopedia of War. Yeah. Wow. 1,763 wars they've documented in history, and 123 are religious. That's 7%. Oh. <laughs> That's okay. a small number. So people, the, the argument is, yeah, oh, war, well, yeah, I mean, no. war, uh, yeah, there's, I mean, there's multi, the we, multi, we, yeah. a lot of, lot of different ca- causes. I mean, a lot of times it's, it's, it's land, it's, it's yeah. resources based, mm-hmm. you know, you have oil, we don't, we're coming in. 
You have water. We don't. We're coming in. Yeah. Uh, you know, we want to expand. Gold. Our, we want to expand our territory. And then sometimes, I mean, a lot of times, I think especially in the old days, I mean, it's just it's just straight up ego. You know. Yeah. I want my kingdom to be bigger. But anyway, I don't want Christ's kingdom. No, I want my. But kingdom. Christ the King is coming up. What? What? Couple weeks. We're gonna celebrate the solemnity of Christ the King. That means Advent. Maybe we could do. We, maybe we could do a show on that. Whoa, Advent right, right. is another. Just, yeah, oh we'll, no. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. Okay. We uh, are so grateful that you've joined us for bum, a, for bum, another episode bum, of bum, Pastors bum, of Pain. Bum, uh, Father Brian O'Brien, come see us at St. Francis Xavier here in Stillwater. Beautiful new church. We'd love to see you. Father Kerry Wakulich, pastor of St. John Catholic Student Center. Come on and visit you college students. If you're a townie or you're an adult, uh, go the other come, way. Come to Mass. But if you're a long, stop on by. And uh, we look forward to seeing everybody very soon. God bless. God bless you. Happy Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day.